all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. From MPB Think Radio, this is Southern Remedy for Women, the show all about addressing issues of health and wellness from a woman's perspective. I'm Karen Brown with Dr. Michelle Owen, specialist in maternal fetal medicine and OBGYN at UMMC. Today, our special guest is Jerusha Stevens. She is an acupuncturist, and we're going to be talking about, well, let's give you a visual. Did you notice the things on Michael Phelps's back when he was swimming? Those big round circles? Well, that's cupping, and we're going to find out all about it, plus acupuncture. So we'll take your questions, your comments at one eight seven seven mpb ring one 672 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be back after news from NPR. This is MPB Think Radio. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Lakshmi Singh. Just days after a shakeup of the knot in the Donald Trump campaign, one of real estate developers' top advisors is out. NPR Sarah McCammon reports Chairman Paul Manafort has stepped down. The Trump campaign has insisted that staffing changes earlier this week were an expansion, not a shakeup, at a busy time. In a statement announcing Manafort's resignation, Trump called him a true professional and said... I am very appreciative for his great work in helping to get us where we are today, and in particular, his work guiding us through the delegate and convention process. This week, Trump elevated pollster Kellyanne Conway to campaign manager and brought in Steve Bannon of the conservative news site Breitbart News to serve as CEO. Manafort has been under scrutiny in recent weeks for his past work for Ukraine's former pro-Russian president, Viktor Yanukovych. Sarah McCammon, NPR News, New York. In a notable campaign shift for the billionaire businessman, Trump has apologized for past remarks that he says may have caused personal pain. The Republican has been attempting to rebound from a series of campaign mishaps over recent comments that have pit him against Gold Star families and raised concerns that he may have been inciting violence against Hillary Clinton. Today, Trump is in Louisiana surveying the flood damage that has affected tens of thousands of residents. Governor John Bell Edwards, a Democrat, has said Trump is welcome, but not for a photo op. Eileen Fleming of member station WWNO reports water is receding across southern Louisiana following flooding that is now blamed for 13 deaths. Governor John Bell Edwards says initial search and rescue operations were focused on responding to people who reported they were in trouble. It is now time to go back and do a comprehensive search house by house whether or not there was a call for assistance to make sure there isn't someone in that house who was unable to call for assistance. More than 30,000 people have been rescued. Thousands remain in shelters. Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson and other federal officials have traveled to Louisiana to see the damage and promised to continue supporting recovery efforts. Officials are now deciding what kind of temporary housing would best suit the flooded disaster area that stretches over 20 parishes. For NPR News, I'm Eileen Fleming. U.S. swimmer Jimmy Feigen may be leaving Brazil today after reportedly cutting a deal to pay a fine for lying to Brazil's police. NPR's Lulu Garcia-Navarro reports from Rio 
This ends an embarrassing chapter of the Summer Olympics. Fegan has been fined around $11,000 for lying to police. Uh, that's a crime here in Brazil. His lawyer told the AP that the money will be given to a local sports charity, and he will then have his passport returned, and he's free to go. It's a pretty humiliating end to this saga for Ryan Lochte, Gunnar Bentz, Fegan, and Jack Conger, who were found by police to have fabricated their account of being robbed at gunpoint here. This is NPR News. Islamic State is claiming responsibility for an attack on a police post near Moscow earlier this week. NPR's Corey Flintoff reports that police say they killed the two attackers involved. An Islamic State video claimed the attack was revenge for Muslims killed by Russia's bombing campaign in Syria. The video included statements by two men purported to be the attackers, saying they were carrying out jihad on the orders of the leader of Islamic State. Russian police say two men armed with axes and a gun attacked the post. One was shot dead during the attack, and the second was reportedly killed while resisting arrest. Police say the men apparently staged the attack in an effort to steal police weapons. Islamic State issued a video last month calling on Muslims to carry out attacks in Russia. Corey Flintoff, NPR News, Moscow. Nearly 5,000 nurses at five Minnesota hospitals are endorsing an indefinite strike. Yesterday, they voted for an open-ended walkout in the Twin Cities in a dispute over health care plans. The nurses had recently staged a week-long strike. Twitter users will soon be able to use two new settings to control what they see in their feeds and incoming notifications. The online social networking service says it will also better enable people to filter out duplicate tweets or content that appears to be automated. U.S. stocks are mixed this hour. The Dow is off 18 points at 18,578. S&P is down three at 2,183. NASDAQ is up four points at 5,244. This is NPR. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include LegalZoom. For over 10 years, working to help Americans navigate the legal system with assistance on business formations, wills and trusts, trademark registration, and patents. Legal help is at LegalZoom.com. Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm Terry Gross. Listen to Fresh Air weekdays at 3 on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Hello, good morning. Welcome to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. We have a full house today, Dr. Michelle Owens. Hello. Hello, Dr. Allie Brown. What's up? And Jerusha Stevens, who is an acupuncturist. Is that right? Am I saying that right? Acupuncturist? You got it. All right. You're going to be talking about not only sticking needles in us, but <laughs> isn't that a nice way to put it? Which but cupping. Out. 
which sounds interesting, cupping. For all of you Olympic <laughs> enthusiasts, yeah, we're it, remaining relevant and timely. Just think about those big things on Michael Phelps's back. That Not the muscles. That's cupping. <laughs> Not the hair. No, he probably shaves to be no, I'm sure he's quicker, more smooth. aerodynamic in the water. Anyway, Jerusha, welcome. Tell our listeners all about yourself. Okay, thanks for having me again, ladies. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, my name is Jerusha Stevens, and I'm a licensed acupuncturist. I practice in Jackson, Mississippi at Holland Village in a spa called Monami. And um, I've been practicing acupuncture for about 13 years now, uh, eight of which have been here in Jackson. My claim to fame is that I have Mississippi's first acupuncture license. And so I'm 00001, which I think is really funny. <laughs> That's totally cool, by the yeah, way. It is. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I have a special interest in helping women and uh, hormonal disorders, including uh, fertility issues. But I am a general practitioner as well. And then I see a lot of pain. Musculoskeletal pain um, is at the top of that list. And so that kind of segues into cupping. And when I saw Michael Phelps is back. I know precisely what that was. Those uh, dark rings on his shoulders and over, um, you know, the the scapular region indicated to me that he had had cupping therapy. I think that's awesome. Like it was like a shout out to all the acupuncturists from Michael Phelps. It really was, and it is has a long tradition in Chinese medicine, and um, basically it is a way of helping encourage uh, invigorating blood again. So whenever we apply cupping, it is a suction therapy that you use in one of two ways. You can have cupping be uh, like from a manual pump, but you can also do what he called um, the heated cupping, which actually um, uses a little fire to suck the oxygen out of the cup and then you quickly place it onto the back. So what I saw in a lot of the pictures that were on social media is a lot of the swimmers and um, I believe it was gymnasts use the the manual pump, but Michael Phelps actually liked the heated cupping. Fire. And that is the more traditional and more dramatic way of receiving cupping. So it can be um, a, an intense treatment but you can also help to reduce the suction to something that's very mild. So you can have something that's really aggressive all the way down to something that is, is hardly felt. Yeah, I saw the manual pump like on TV and mm-hmm. things like that. And it looks more severe almost because it has these tubes and it seems like you could really get a nasty suction on that, you know? <laughs> so I was looking at this thing and it's like they call it cupping and it, it kind of is like um, induced hickeys almost. Is oh, yeah, it's kind like of. Bruise. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. um, well, what he had on his back, was, mm-hmm. that was kind of what it was. It's like this suction like process that but leaves. formed. Yeah. Right. Let me give the phone number out if you have a question about cupping or any kind of acupuncture question or treatment. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can also send us an email to women at mpbonline.org. Now, is this similar to using a plunger? Is it the same kind of theory? I guess you could say so um, with just the physics behind it. Um, I think that cupping is 
unique in that it's very targeted for a particular, say, like a, a muscular knot. So for people that sit at a desk all day and they don't have any kind of problem with their bone, but they do have like the really tight neck and shoulders, this is a great therapy for them. And um, for athletes, they are purporting that it helps them to recover more quickly from um you know, I wouldn't put cupping over an injured muscle, but from a strong workout. So it helps them by creating, you can kind of think of it like a, like a micro injury. And you're really just causing a lot of vasodilation and getting a lot of oxygen through the muscle. I actually do something called moving cupping um, or where I put um, some massage oil on the back. And instead of leaving the cup in one stationary place, I actually have it so the suction isn't just super, super tight. I have it so that it's move movable. Mm-hmm. And then I will take that and kind of surround the shoulder blades. That's really where most of the cupping that I do is on the back and it's around the top of the shoulders. I call it cape presentation. So, you know, from the neck over the top of the shoulders and then between the shoulder blades, you don't ever, or in my practice, go over the spine itself. You're not trying to pull any of, you know, the, the bony structure, any discs out of the way. You just want to focus on the muscles, but you can, as a seasoned practitioner, be able to judge how tight that suction is and then adjust it for the patient's comfort. So this is something that uh, um, a um, something that you have a modality in your armamentarium that actually you employ yes. in your practice, and so this is something. This technique is something that most acupuncturists are familiar with. Yes, and uh, and I think that they are probably going to have the most experience with performing cupping some massage therapists are really good at this, and I believe it's in their scope of practice in Mississippi as well. Well, you have really like gotten my interest up because the way you described the last little kind of cupping like the cape thing I have to take my cape off first though um, <laughs> but the cape the the distribution and I'm I suffer from a lot of like tight muscles in my in my sh- ne- neck and shoulder area and that's kind of one of those things even when I'm I've been on call and I leave work that's kind of where I think I hold most of my stress I feel like I'm drawing my shoulders up to my ears yes and um, the way you described it, though, with like the oil and all that stuff, it sounded so much better than the whole fire and needle thing that oh. we talked about before. <laughs> like, so now all of a sudden, I'm very interested. Before I was a little afraid, but I think that's it's interesting to know that there are that while while the Olympics kind of brought this out into the open, that there are a lot of different different techniques that can be employed and different things that people can do to maximize the benefit. And when you're talking about increasing blood flow to an area, so it's great because it gets the things that muscles and other parts of your body need. And it actually helps to facilitate delivery Mm -hmm. to those areas. But it also helps to remove toxins and other things that have accumulated from muscle overuse, et cetera, um, and to get them away from the muscles so that they can be, it can be replaced and replenished with, um, with healthy blood. And are the other swimmers, nutrients. excuse me, are the swimmers actually getting strength from cupping or is it just that because the, bl- the blood is flowing better, it, it increases their ability or their endurance? I think that it would be watched a lot more carefully if it improved their performance. I think that what it does is it improves their recovery. And so their recovery time is shorter. 
So, you know, they want to steer clear of anything that's going to enhance their performance. But he, made, Michael Phelps made a real point of saying how tired he was okay. going from, from one race to the next because he's older. It's a lot different than when he was. Well, they're going all out. I mean, it's not well, like yeah. going for a dip and or even for, like swimming laps for exercise. I mean, the way that these people go, I mean, it's amazing. Well, they probably have some um, kind of downward or lows after all that adrenaline mm-hmm. surge. Absolutely. Too. I can only imagine. Now, have you have you been inundated with calls since the Olympics started about I, cupping? I have, and I think that this is a good opportunity to talk about who it's appropriate for. Yeah, maybe um, some myths and misconceptions. If it's anything in vogue, you know, people start absolutely. making like, things yeah, up today. about it. Do I want that fire cupping thing <laughs> to happen. Now. Well, it's great because, you know, it's only a couple thousand-year-old fad, which right. I love. <laughs> right. um, so, again, it puts a spotlight on, on Chinese medicine and the whole, you know, scope of what we do. And this is one modality amongst many many that we learn in uh, acupuncture school. But, you know, certainly I feel like the biggest question is, is the patient on a blood thinner? Mm-hmm. Uh, we do not want to do cupping on anyone that's on a blood thinner. Really, what about a the, daily aspirin? I was just about to ask that Girl, question. that's because we, we're, we're, we're like that with each other. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, re- I really don't think that I would want to. Even just, if it's re- like regular aspirin, baby aspirin, or just you would like them not to be on any kind of blood thinner. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and that's no Plavix, no Lovenox, no heparin, no nothing. Right. Umadin. Okay. Yes. Yes. And also, this is for um, muscular issues. This is not for the person that has had three surgeries on their lumbar that still mm-hmm. has pain, unfortunately. But this is more for you know, more of like a muscle spasm rather than low back pain from a bulging disc. We need to take our first break of the hour and I'll give the phone number out again if you'd like to call in with a question or a comment. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back on Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Grammy Museum Mississippi, providing learning experiences on all forms of music. Educator resources online and museum tours for grades K through 12 are available. Information at education at grammymuseumms.org. MPB is getting its very own car tag, but first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. 
We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back to Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown here with Dr. Michelle Owens, Dr. Allie Brown, and our special guest today is Jerusha Stevens, uh, an acupuncturist. And we're talking right now about cupping and how that is all the rage right now, even though, as Jerusha just says, it's how many thousands of years old. So it's not quite the, the instant rage that we think. We're going to go to the phones, and Jack is calling in from Columbia. Hi, Jack. Hey, how y'all doing? Fantastic. Doing great. How are you? Enjoy the program. This is this is what I wanted to see if y'all know anything about. I've heard heard about cupping like twenty, thirty years ago. And I heard that it was originally used to uh express like lesions and skin boils on your skin and also there's certain parts of the world where flies lay a larvae on your skin, and it develops a worm under the skin. The bot fly, it was, yes. It was used to suck these worms out of your flesh without mashing and bruising. And I'm going to hang up and see what you if you know anything about this. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Jack. All right. So all of the Ooh, people who are playing. Out. Trivi- <laughs> for all the people playing Trivia Crack, we remember bot that fly, see bot fly or the fly that lays eggs and on grows your under skin. your skin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never performed cupping for <laughs> bot flies um, or for any other kind of infestation like that. But honestly, I, I can't say that you're wrong. I mean, yeah. I suspect that that was probably a way to clean out boils a long time yeah. ago. And I think some facial facialists use like a, in a milder form, probably suction yeah. to ex, for extractions and things like that. Pull and then the you realize, <laughs> but then, so, but you have to think about like there. That's how what they many, had. Yeah. And yeah. how many times in medicine do we find, even with medications, I mean, that's how Viagra came about is that, you know, originally they were using the drug for one thing and then they found out that there's this side effect and then that became the main reason that the drug ended Absolutely. up being it, it ended up being manufactured what for that was viagra purpose. used for before it became viagra blood pressure yeah, blood it was pressure. A, it was supposed it's a vasodilator, yes. right? It was a it was supposed to be a blood pressure medication. So well, that you don't was, want to raise your blood pressure. <laughs> well, no, it, no, no, it decreases it because well, the so, vessels get big. They yeah dilate. I see. So so and and so how many times have we noticed in medicine that there might be something that we intentionally use um, a medication or we use a procedure for, and then you find out that there's this unintended consequence that actually may be beneficial. So, I mean, that would make perfect sense. I could see how people might apply that same concept to many other things. I mean, if it, and if it works, what, what, what do you do? How about it? Well, let's go back to the phone. Steve is calling in from Jackson. Hi, Steve. Hi. Go right ahead. Um, I'm, been familiar with cupping for quite some time, but what the a procedure that I found much more effective is Kwa Sha. But I have not found anyone in Mississippi that that performs this, and I just wondered if you're familiar with it, and if uh, if you know anyone in the Jackson area that does practice. Uh, I believe it's called Kwa Sha. It's a scraping technique. 
Yes, Steve, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. That also is a modality in Chinese medicine. Gua Sha is Chinese. I can't translate it for you, but it is a scraping therapy, which sounds rough, but basically it uses a tool, and the tool is um, something, it could be a quarter, it could be a spoon, it could be a special tool. Sometimes they used horns. Um and you take something that has a rounded edge, kind of like a spoon does, and then you, you scrape the skin, and then that creates friction, which does a lot of what cupping does, but it does it without the suction. It does it more on the surface. And you asked about who does that. Um, I know a chiropractor in Flowood that performs it, but they call it, I think, a Graston therapy, and um, his name's Justin Brumfield. So there are people in the area that are performing it. They just might be calling it something else. As an acupuncturist, I'm familiar with gua sha, but I'm not an expert in that area. So certainly it is um, a, a similar therapy to cupping. So perhaps I've given you a lead there. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank awesome. you, Steve. Awesome. You. I, I learned so much. At first, so I thought it was going to be like a razor or something. Well, you know, the people fun. doing that facial thing now yeah. where they shave. You know. It's almost like an exfoliation of sorts. But this is with a dull object. But the way you describe important. it reminds me of like how you descale fish that's in the country when you're mm-hmm. cleaning them off. Yeah, you just oh, take yeah. something and you rub it against the the lay of the scales and yes. they pop right off. You are you a can. renaissance woman. No, I just grew up in in, a, in the country, oh, and that's okay. that's kind of how we de, that's how we descaled fish when we went I want fishing. to hear about the razor wow. on your face. I have not heard of that. But that's for another show. That's why we have an esthetician <laughs> on. Um, the the gua sha like usually uses some type of um, lubricant on the skin first, like I did with the moving mm-hmm. cupping, and so they put like some kind of. Um, massage lotion on first and then it actually generates a pretty good bit of heat and then the person that's performing the gua sha can um, you know change the variability of the intensity let me give the phone number out before we talk to you sherry who's waiting from vicksburg the number to call if you have a question is 1-877-MPB-RING 1-877-672-7464 or if you prefer send an email to women at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning. How are you? What's your question? We hear you loud and clear. Okay, thank you. This is off topic, but I want to, I need to know this. My husband had the nuclear stress test yesterday, you know, where they, uh, that they put the nuclear medicine in it that, you know, that the one that costs five hundred dollars, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it speeds up your heart rate. Order. Yes. Yeah, the mm-hmm. one they have to special order. Mm-hmm. So, and next Tuesday he's having uh, a MRI done. Will that be too much nuclear and radiation at one time, or should he wait? Ooh, that MRI has no radiation. It's a magnet. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, ma'am. So, I think that's a great question. And any time that you are um, having these tests done, it's really important to be aware of the amount of radiation exposure. Um, there is some in that nuclear test that you described um, that he had already, but the MRI, as Dr. Brown already said, has none at all. It's magnetic resonance imaging, and so it uses 
magnets to um, create images, which is great because you have no radiation risk. Um, And that's one of the things that we get excited about because everybody's always concerned about pregnant women and imaging and exposures. And there's actually no radiation exposure at all, um, which is why we consider MRIs to be safe for pregnant women as well. So no radiation there. But that doggone thing is really loud when they put you in the (laughs) tubes in order to get those magnets working like they need to. They are really loud. Um, The only concern would be if he had a metal implant, which I'm sure they've gone through and asked him already, like he doesn't have an artificial joint or a heart valve or anything like that. No, no. Because it's a magnet. If it's metal, it's going to move. And just from a personal viewpoint, tell him to keep his eyes closed from the moment they start (laughs) to put him in there because it's very very claustrophobic. It's a very tight tube. And so if, if you know for sure, usually they'll ask in advance, but if you know for sure, that your husband or if you anybody who's listening, if you are, yes, then sometimes you need to be premedicated. So sometimes what will happen is physicians will write prescriptions or give medications that you would take before your procedure so that you are calm and relaxed because it is... Usually if people are have to get these tests done, there's very important information that they want to gain from them. And it's nothing worse than having somebody show up and then they get really, really nervous or uncomfortable and can't complete their study because they're so uncomfortable laying in the study area. So um, right. if that's a concern or if that's something that he's experienced before, make sure that you talk to um, either the ordering physician or your primary care doctor to see if you can get something so that he might have an anxiety. An, anti-anxiety agent that he may take in advance because that would definitely make a big difference. Sherry, thank you so much for your call. We wish your husband the best. Absolutely. Good luck. All right. right. And um, we're not quite ready for our next phone caller. I wanted to ask you, Jerusha, when someone comes in, because we've talked about cupping and and that scraping thing, which I can't remember the name of. Guashong. Guashong. When someone comes to see you, they have pain in their shoulder, Mm -hmm. let's say. How do you evaluate them to know what kind of treatment you should do? Well, you know, I I ask about range of motion. I ask when they have the pain, the duration of the pain, the intensity of the pain. And, you know, although modern diagnostic techniques like x-rays and MRIs are very important, and usually patients have already had those before they come to see me. They should have those before they come to see me. Um, I am basing where I place the needles on where the pain is. And so really all they have to tell me is what their diagnosis is and then tell me what they're feeling. I observe, you know, how great or small their range of motion is. And then I base my treatment off of that. All right. Back to the phones. Anna is calling in from Hazelhurst. Hi, Anna. Hey. How's life in Copiah County? (laughs) <laughs> well, it's pretty wet. It seems like it looks like we're having fixing to have another downpour. Oh, I goodness. have a question for the lady that's the acupuncturist, and I just tuned in, so I just didn't catch her name. But I'd like to know what her training is. I took acupuncture for years from someone who left the the uh, city, and um, I would like to know her range of like. Uh, how many needles is she used to inserting? Does she treat the whole body? Um, just some more particulars and where she might be located. Anna, thank you so much for asking that question because it gives Jerusha an opportunity to kind of let people know all the great stuff that she does. <laughs> okay. Hi, Anna. Um, 
I practice in Jackson, in Highland Village, in a spa called Mon Ami, M-O-N-A-M-I. The number there is 601-366-7721. So you can call me and ask any questions that you like. Um, I was trained in Austin, Texas. Actually, I went to Mississippi State, got my undergraduate. And then from there, I am a Mississippi girl. I'm from Hurley, Mississippi, down on the coast. I'm a country girl, too. Um, But in any case, I went to Mississippi State, and then I went to acupuncture school in Austin, Texas. Um, Acupuncture school in the United States is uh, usually a four-year program. I did attend um, the graduate school program there for that length of time. Um, basically it covers, you know, everything from the basics of Chinese medicine and learning where the acupoints are to Chinese herbs, as well as these other modalities that we've discussed in a supervised setting. So before I graduate, I have to see, you know, 450, um, treatments before I'm able to graduate in a supervised setting. As far as how many needles I use, it really depends on the patient, but I use, probably minimal needles. I would say, you know, most patients have around 20, which probably sounds like a lot to many people, but it's not like Hollywood where they pictured it as having, you know, 180 needles all over the body. <laughs> like pinhead. Like pinhead. Yeah, I've had more than 20. <laughs> well, and it really depends on your condition. I'm just yeah. giving um, kind of an average, but at the same time, I introduce a lot of people to acupuncture in Mississippi. There aren't many mm-hmm. licensed acupuncturists, so right. I do not want to um, frighten people by putting too many needles in, and you don't have to. Our nervous system is very sensitive, and if you... Right are um, giving it, I feel like you can give it too much information. So I do like to just keep it um, real focused and dedicated. Well, do you take insurance? Not many insurances pay, but mine does. Oh, well, that's good to hear. It's infrequently covered in Mississippi because it's not mandated. So if you have that benefit, then certainly you should utilize it. It's not something that's covered frequently in Mississippi. Many of the major carriers don't cover it at all. But in other states, it's covered quite frequently, and that's something that we'll be working on in the future. Anna, thank you so much for your call. And by the way, uh, Darusha's last name is Stevens. Darusha Stevens. All right. Thank you. We're going to take our second break of the hour. Let me give the phone number out if you have questions or comments. 1-877-MPB-RING. 1-877-672-7464 or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. We are talking about acupuncture and cupping today. We'll be right back. While the conventions are over, candidates have been nominated. With less than three months to Election Day, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But whatever it is, we'll be here to help you understand it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. 
Catch up on past episodes and hear any of the MPB programs you've missed on the MPB Public Radio app. Available on iTunes and Google Play. Listen live to MPB Think Radio and MPB Music Radio. Search MPB Public Radio. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Early TV sitcoms showed an idealized version of the middle class. How are we ever going to use two quarts of pickles? (laughs) Well, I guess we'll just have to go on a lot of picnics this summer. Then audiences began to respond to more realistic shows. She's behind three months in the rent. You just got a notice this morning. If she don't pay it all up by the end of this week, she's going to be evicted. We'll explore the changing picture of the middle class on TV later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We're talking about acupuncture today on Southern Remedy for Women. I'm Karen Brown. Dr. Michelle Owens is here. Dr. Ali Brown is here. And Jerusha Stevens is our acupuncturist today. We're, we have several calls on the line. We're going to get to those in a moment. Let me give the phone number out. one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, 672 7464 Or send an email to women at mpbonline.org. And before we go to the phones, we want to answer a Another part of Anna's question called just a few minutes ago about treating the whole body with acupuncture. Yes, Anna, you asked uh, an additional question that I neglected to answer. You asked whether or not I did whole body or not. For one session, I typically treat one side of the body, and it is, you know, possibly from the top of the head to the feet. So uh, um, I hope that that helps you understand a little bit more about the picture of a treatment. And while none of your um, people, none of our callers have actually called in and said that they were um, clients of yours, Mm -hmm. um, I will at least kind of go on record as saying that... um, well, she's not stuck any in me because I'm a needle uh, weenie, but um, <laughs> Jerusha has stuck needles in several of my family members and friends. So there. <laughs> and then me. And they have all been quite happy, and I've gotten no complaints. Yeah, so I'll there say, you go. I, I've seen Dr. <laughs> Dr. Steve, oh, Dr. Steve, yeah. Jerusha as a patient. And had a wonderful experience. Well, in fact, yeah. last time you when did Jerusha it on Periscope. I, I did it here in the studio yes. and then to follow it up with her at, at the uh, at her office. And there were so. no screams or anything. No, it didn't hurt at all. <laughs> I screamed fact, when it, I watched it. In fact, it, it felt fantastic. All of our phone lines are lighting up, so let's go to them. Tanya is calling in from Newton. Hi, Tanya. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. I have a question. Um, I had a, a knee replacement uh, a little bit more than a year ago and still experiencing a lot of pain, and a pain management physician introduced a new, fairly new FDA-approved treatment where they go in, I guess, with needles, but they're cryogenically freezing the sub-Q nerves around the area, and I wondered if that might be served just as, as well and maybe less invasively by acupuncture. And I'll just listen off, uh, off phone. So thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for listening. Well, the recommendation of your surgeon is pretty important. If you are not ready to step in that direction yet, we can certainly try with acupuncture beforehand. 
and give it a short duration of time, maybe, you know, a few weeks to see if we can help you, but know that if it doesn't, then that's probably going to be, you know, the best recommendation. But a lot of people do call me to try and avoid surgery and, uh, you know, 80% of the time they have to continue to get the surgery because it's not something that acupuncture can fix. Yeah, I think that's really important that it's a complementary form of medicine. Like I, when I saw Jerusha, I had plantar fasciitis. I do a lot of high impact aerobic exercise and I was taking NSAIDs and doing a lot of stretching and the acupuncture was a fantastic complement to all that and really helped me get over the hump to recover. That that was my experience. Um, but it wasn't like I, I could just neglect doing everything else right, yeah. get acupuncture and I'd be fine. It wasn't a magic a magic bullet. So magic I think really, it's really important to follow your doctor's recommendations or at least maybe see an, another doctor if you wanted to actually question that type of recommendation and not necessarily try to substitute it with acupuncture. Well, yeah, and I think it's important for people to recognize that you are always, whether you are seeing an acupuncturist, whether you're seeing a physician, um, that you are a partner in your care. And so in order for it to be the best partnership possible, that means that there's some responsibilities that you both share. And so you can't just like do whatever you want to do and then go to Jerusha and say, yeah, this hurts, stick some needles in it and make it better. Um, there are there are things that, and she may, because she's good, be able to improve your circumstance, but you get maximal benefit when you too take the initiative to do the right things and then use these other options as compliments. I mean, it's very difficult for a physician to fix everything. If you're going to go home, eat as much as you want to eat, drink as much as you want to drink, smoke as much as you want to smoke, and then come to the doctor and say, give me a pill darn. so that I'm healthier. And, <laughs> darn, darn, sorry. darn. Sorry. So spoiler alert. There it is. Um, didn't work that way. Catherine calling in from Jackson. Good morning, Catherine. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. Um, I wanted to ask, my daughter has cerebral palsy. It's very mild but she still has that muscle tension and everything on the left side. And I was wondering if the acupuncture, as well as any of the other holistic medicines or any advice that could be given so she can have the best care possible while she grows. Thanks, Catherine. This is a great question. How old is your daughter? She is 10. Okay. So... Pediatric acupuncture is a specialty. Um, I do not typically treat children under the age of 12 just because cognitively they may not understand what I'm doing. And if they are not a willing participant, then I'm not quite um, ready to treat them yet. That being said, in, in bigger cities, there are acupuncturists that specialize in pediatrics, and they would probably be well suited to be able to treat this. Um, I have treated muscle spasticity with cerebral palsy many times before and um, the tightness that comes along with it. So it is something that I'm experienced in treating and it can help. But I do find that in conjunction with exercise, stretching, balance, work, all of those things together can help someone to have improved function. Um, but Otherwise, give it a few more years, and then perhaps I can um, help your daughter. Right. Okay. That makes complete sense. Thank you so much. Catherine, wait before you go. Um, this is Dr. Owens. Okay. Do you, um, has, have you, um, has your daughter ever tried or ever been given um, Botox injections? 
she had okay. um, when she was younger, and I've been thinking about doing that again. So I need to speak, you know, with um, her doctor. We had a foot specialist in Hattiesburg, and um, so we did it then, but it's been a while. Well, I just know that, you know, when, when most people think about or hear Botox, they don't think about the other benefits or the other ways that um, Botox can be used. And there's some really encouraging information um, that many neurologists and pediatric neurologists know about um, with respect to using Botox injections to help with spasticity in um, people who have cerebral palsy. So I just wanted to make sure that before you got off the phone, if you had not been exposed to that, that you would at least look into it and consider it because it actually may make a difference for your daughter. And the results have been very exciting in pediatric populations. Thanks so much for your call, Catherine. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this next phone call because Jennifer from Gulfport, you've actually had cupping done? Oh, yes. Um, uh, It's been several years ago uh, that I think we used it for the first time. Um, my, I get regular massages, and I'm fortunate to have someone who is knowledgeable in a lot of different techniques. And at the time, I was having some trouble with one of my hips, but it was also affecting, you know, the opposite hip. And uh, I had been doing a lot of yoga, and I, I was having a lot of muscle um, tightness that we were constantly having to work on. I mean, every massage, it seems like we just would start over again. So uh, she suggested that we try it, and um, she explained to me a little bit about the process, and um, it, it just sounded like something that, you know, that I, I should try. And she showed me the little cups and pretty much explained, you know, the, the process of the suction, and, she, you know, she could control how... Um, much suction there was. Um, she did use the oil, and uh, she did move the cups after a period of time. Um, but I probably had, oh, at any given time, maybe eight or ten across my back and down through my waistline and maybe my upper hip area. And um, <laughs> I, I laughed when I called in. It doesn't always leave red marks. Um, I, you, you can tell right after the cups are removed that it has brought some of the blood flow closer to the surface. But normally by the time, you know, I would get home, it had pretty much subsided. Jerusha, and, does that um, sound about right in terms of treatment? And- yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. And some people move, use multiple cups and depending on if it's stationary or not. I mean, if you have a bunch of cups in the way, you can't really move them. But yeah. um, at the same time, it, it, it sounds about right. And you can do it really pretty mildly and just cause uh, like some redness on the skin. And that certainly would be gone by the time you got home. So Jennifer, you said that you do, you, you, you use yoga and some other things as well. So are you like a, are you a hot cupping person or are you a non-hot cupping person? Well, um, now, she would heat them, but it it did not feel particularly warm to me. Um, But I think it was more from the standpoint of her being able to move the cups easier across my back along with using the oils. Now, um, I don't use them nearly so much any any longer. Uh, I've had a couple of things that have changed with my health, which 
unfortunately for me, it just doesn't require. I'm, I don't have the kind of uh, soreness and tight muscles that I used to have. So um, I don't, you know, it's, I don't know, it's probably been a year or so since we've, we've used the cups. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate that. Yeah, I, and for anybody who, you know, feels like that that might be an answer, I mean, don't be afraid to try. You know, I, I, I think if you're with someone that you have a good communication with and they understand your body and the, the areas where you're having the, the problems, they'll know how to, tr- how to treat it and will be sensitive to your reactions as far as how much pressure you can stand. Great. Absolutely. Thank you very much. That's sure. awesome. Our last break of the hour coming up. If you want to get a phone call in, now's the time to do it. Anne, who's waiting from Gulfport, and Phil, who's waiting from Gulfport, will get to your phone calls as soon as we come back. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or email us at women at mpbonline.org. We shall return. Conventions are over, candidates have been nominated, and with less than three months to Election Day. You don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but we'll be here to help you understand it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. It's high school football time, and that means it's time for Friday night under the lights. Hello, everyone. I'm Russ Robinson. Join me, Jay White, Jake Wimberly, George Broadstreet, and the whole gang as we bring you all the scores and the stories that make up high school football across the state of Mississippi. So join us tonight at 10 o'clock right here on MPB Think Radio. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Southern Remedy for Women on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to women at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. We are back on Southern Remedy for Women talking about acupuncture today. And Anne, who's calling from Gulfport, thank you very much for your patience. What's your question? What is the difference or the relationship between dry needling and acupuncture? I get dry needling currently. Okay, so um, I'm an acupuncturist, so my unbiased opinion is that uh, the requirements to perform dry needling are less than a licensed acupuncturist. So basically, um, dry needling is acupuncture. It does use an acupuncture needle and it does puncture the skin. Um, But 
Here recently, it has been picked up as a modality by other healthcare professionals, um, and perhaps a physical therapist is doing your jaw needling. It's very similar, obviously, to acupuncture and how it works, and jaw needling oftentimes is um, effective at what it does, and that's probably because it's just like acupuncture. However, it doesn't use distal points, or it's not supposed to use distal points. So in acupuncture, what we are doing is um, perhaps stimulating the length of the nerve. So if you have shoulder pain, if you see an acupuncturist, you're likely to also have points done in your hand at the end of the line, if you will, whenever it comes to the distribution of the nerves. And dry needling is supposed to only be in the local area where the pain is. I'm not sure yeah, if that helped it. Well, in Gulfport, sadly, there are no licensed acupuncturists. You might want to look in New Orleans. Um, But as far as uh, dry needling, um, I'm not sure uh, who down there might be doing it, but I know that there are, you know, dozens of physical therapists in Mississippi that do it. But if you are searching for pain relief, I would look for an acupuncturist to do it because basically dry needling is acupuncture. Thank you, Anne. Hope that helps. Take care. It does. Thank you. All right. Staying on the phone, Phil is calling in from Gulfport. All over the coast. Your coast people are supporting you, (laughs) Jerusha. Go ahead, Phil. Good morning. Um, I have three adjacent uh, thoracic disc bulges in 7, 8, and 9, and I have had um, three epidurals now. last two were nerve blocking, and I'm getting ready to have another one next week, and they've kind of proven to be ineffective. Is uh, acupuncture a possible? Uh, uh, yes. I, I frequently see bulging disc. Rarely do I see three in a row um, like you're ex- experiencing, especially in the thoracic. Did you have an accident or something? No, but I spent uh, 26 years working in the ambulance business, so I did a lot of lifting. lifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, Acupuncture certainly is something that I I can help with bulging discs, but if it is too far gone, it's probably something that you might, you know, seek a more aggressive therapy for. It sounds like you've already been there. I have seen plenty of patients get relief from bulging discs after the injections. Um, You know, every individual is different. It's something that I see frequently. Sadly, we don't have an acupuncturist in Gulfport to be able to treat you. So the closest licensed professional, it's going to be in, um, in Louisiana. Okay. Thank you. You're Good welcome. luck to you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. There is nothing worse than having back pain, chronic, I mean, back pain and neck pain. It's, it can be really terrible for people. So I hope that you find somebody that gives you some relief. All right. Thanks so much. We're going to our last call of the hour. And that is Ellen calling from Madison. Hi, Ellen. Hello, how are y'all? We're doing great. What's your question? Good. Um, Darusha, I'm wondering, my 81-year-old father is in the later stages of Parkinson's, and one of his greatest complaints is pain that runs from his hands all the way down his forearms up to his elbows, and um, I don't know if it's Parkinson's-related or arthritis. We're not really sure what the cause is, but I wonder if you've 
think that acupuncture might be of some help for him. Certainly. And, um, you know, for the geriatric population, acupuncture is a great option, especially for pain relief, because we're not introducing any, you know, pharmacological material that we have to worry about it interfering with what they're currently taking. Um, I've seen um, Parkinson patients over the years, and certainly a lot of them get relief with the acupuncture. And so it, it was something that I would you know, call my office and talk to me about, I'd be glad to help. Okay, super. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Ellen. She mentioned her father's quite elderly. Mm-hmm. Is there a, is there an age? You said you don't work with children under the age of 12, but is there a range of people, you know, age-wise? That- uh, good question. It's, it's really appropriate for anyone. I have 90-year-olds that come to see me. So as long as they can ambulatory enough to get to me, even wheelchair-bound patients come to see me. So that that portion of it is not a problem. And like I said, it's very user-friendly for the geriatric population. Um, there's really nothing extra that you have to worry about other than, you know, just making sure that you have a, a clean space and that, you know, you use clean needle technique, etc. especially if they have diabetes, especially, you know, have to watch for infection. But otherwise, um, it's, it's very user friendly for, for elderly folks. Are there side effects? With acupuncture? Yeah. Um, there can be uh, like headaches sometimes afterwards. Sometimes people feel a little tired. Um, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, um, there can be, if it's in the hands of an untrained practitioner, kind of going back to the dry needling, we've seen a lot of pneumothorax after dry needling. Oh, my gosh. That's a collapsed lung. So, Oh, my goodness. It certainly has um, its dangers. And so that's why emphasizing a licensed acupuncturist, not because I'm, you know, trying to tread on territory of other professionals, but because their training is 50 hours in Mississippi to do dry needling. And I have several, several thousand in a supervised setting. So what we have to do is make sure that they know the depth of the insertion. Mm-hmm. So that's on the other end of the why spectrum. Why a collapsed lung? How because you, if you go into the trapezius or the muscle that's over the top of the shoulder and you yeah, go you in go too deep, deep it, it can puncture oh. the lung. So you have to know who you are seeing and make sure that they are well trained. Um, but otherwise, a little bruising at the site, especially for geriatric population, is possible. But it's not something that's going to do any kind of permanent damage. It's just that their little capillaries are so mm-hmm. thin that they break. And so it's, it's really um, very safe. So, Jerusha, we only have 30 seconds left, so go ahead and do a commercial for yourself. Okay, Jerusha Stevens, <laughs> S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S. My husband will be very happy that I spelled it out for everybody. <laughs> and um, the number at my office is 601-366-7721. And thanks. Call me. I'll answer any questions for you. She is in the Jackson area. So. She's a cupper. <laughs> and she'll cup you. <laughs> Jerusha Hello. Stevens, thank you so much for being with us. And, of course, Dr. Allie Brown and Dr. Michelle Owens. Good show. Thanks so much. Southern Remedy for Women is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Think Radio. It is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and by generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener is Liz Gill. For Dr. Michelle Owens, for Dr. Allie Brown, for Jerusha Stevens, I'm Karen Brown. Join us next Friday at 11 for Southern Remedy for Women. And stay tuned. NPR is here and now. 
is next on MPB Think Radio. Underwritten by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. Information on how to make good health a family affair is available at bcbsms.com. The further north you are, the better chance we'll dodge a few raindrops this afternoon. 